Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the internet. So grab a cocktail, it's always happy hour somewhere, and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Well, howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show. We made it through the week. It is Friday, July 17th, 2020. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. In just a couple of moments, I'll be joined by my intern, Zoe, tonight. How y'all doing out there? Last night's show was fantastic. We had a great foodie minute with Ramis that gave us two brand new recipes. She's been killing it in the kitchen. Last night she gave us a recipe for chicken parm and for barbecue pulled chicken sandwiches. Both sounded just delicious. If you missed that, you can check it out on the uh, podcast. Then we did two a live interview last night with a great trans singer, songwriter, actor, and advocate Ryan Casada up first, and my intern Royal was uh, in as part of the questions on that. And then we finished the evening with an interview with movie maker, writer, and director Edwin Alexis Gomez. Edwin's new film, Joyride, is currently playing on PBS Latino right now, streaming. It's a great little short. It's only about 13 or 14 minutes, about a grandmother and her two granddaughters taking a joyride road trip. To, to exercise some old demons. So we had a great interview with both of them last night. Tonight, we just have a short show for you this evening. We're going to have Jason Caceres, our great buddy. He's an actor and personal trainer. He's going to be on in just a couple minutes for our Friday Fitness Minute. And then Kim David-Smith is coming on. We did a nice interview with him yesterday to talk about the debut of his brand new album that just dropped today called Live from Joe's Pub. If you remember uh, Kim, he's an Australian cabaret performer and living in New York City now for a while now, about 13 years. But he is an amazing singer, performer, and he recorded his last live show at Joe's Pub, which is an iconic theater space in New York City uh, in the public theater uh, district there. So uh, very, very cool. So we're going to have him on to finish things up here in a bit. But until we have uh, Jason, come on, I'm going to invite um, Zoe into chat here, and we'll kind of see what's going on in the world, see what's happening in hers and what I found on here. Uh, things hitting my radar right now. Let's see. We have um, the Golden Girls house, if you're a big Golden Girls fan. And as a matter of fact, next Tuesday – we're going to have our good friend of the show, my good buddy, um, Dan Zimmerman, writer-director extraordinaire who wrote for a couple seasons on The Golden Girls, wrote for The Gilmore Girls, wrote for Roseanne, wrote the Brady Bunch movies, and he has a couple plays coming out we're going to talk to Stan about Tuesday Night Live. But anyway, The Golden Girls House is up for sale. You probably have uh, remember seeing it at the very beginning of every episode where they're supposed to be in beautiful Florida, but it's actually in L.A. So it's uh, in the Bel Air area of Los Angeles. It's up for $3 million. And those Property Brothers dudes that are on HGTV have their eyes on it. So that was kind of uh, on my hot list. Also on my hot list, Hallmark movies. You know, I talk about it all the time. I'm a sucker for the Hallmark holiday movies. And every... Uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving time, I watch all of the new ones every year, and they are promising some queer content this year. They're going to have some, they've had some adjacent, queer adjacent uh, characters and everything, 
but they're going to be featuring some supposedly this year. So that's going to be interesting to look for. So let's go ahead and get Zoe in here. Zoe, what's on your hot button? Anything exciting going on with you? So actually I wanted to talk about something that came out in May, but I'm still excited about. Uh, Have you seen the half of it? The half of it? No. What is that? It's a film that came out in May on Netflix, and it's been probably my favorite, like, quarantine movie so far. So there's this this Asian-American director, her name is Alice Wu, and she came out with this movie, Saving Face, in 2004. And then she didn't make another movie until now, with the half of it in 2020. And it's so basically she hasn't made a movie in 16 years. That's crazy. Okay. Exactly. Especially because Saving Face was uh, two Asian leads, women leads that were like romantically entwined. So it was something that kind of got her blacklisted in the industry until now, oh, basically. Wow. So it's this That's really wild. great story of yeah, it's basically the the story of like this shy introverted Asian girl who if I were younger would have made me feel like I could be the main character in something. And she's helping this jock who wants to like date the popular girl. But the thing is she also wants to date the popular girl. So I think that's like a really fun way that she turns that uh, typical plot point on its head. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. And that just came out in May. What's it called again? I'm going to put it on my list. It's called The Half of It. The Half of It. I will have to check that out. Zoe and I were talking off air on our latest Netflix binges. I told her that I've got into The Order. Um, it's just uh, season two just dropped, I guess, last month, and I had not seen it yet. So I have caught up on season one, and tonight I'm going to start season two. It is a kind of fun um horror adventure story, horror dramedy um, from, I don't, I'm not even sure, I'll just look and see who who did it. I mean, it stars this guy named Jake Manley, Sarah Gray, Matt Brewer, who I like a lot. He's in a lot of weird things. But basically, it's about a college student that joins a secret order that teaches and practices magic. And then it turns out that there's these werewolves kind of gang that are trying to break this order up because they think they're bad news. So I'm liking it. It's been kind of a fun show to watch. And what do you said you've been watching, Zoe? Well, the last show that I finished binging was The Politician, which is, of course, mm. hilarious and satirical and a great watch. I think I finished it in one day. Ben Platt and that, of course, and they're singing again this year and everything. And I think who um, Bette Midler and who else is in it? Who's the other candidate girl? Bette Midler and someone oh, else. I, well, Gwyneth Paltrow is in it as Ben Platt's mom. And then I know the like character's name is Dee Dee Standish. Uh, who is it? I got to remember who it is. I know it's Bette Midler and then there's some other famous lady that's another person. Who the heck is Judith it? Light. Oh, Judith Light. That's it. All right. Yeah. Two powerhouses. Those are so I have good. not seen that yet. Oh, there's so much on right now. What else is on your list to see on Netflix? Anything exciting? Uh, well, there's Cursed that just came out, which has Catherine Langford, and it looks kind of like older, like uh, a period piece, which is always exciting. Nice. Yeah, I told you, I think after I, I did see a preview for that. It's going to be kind of interesting. So they got such good stuff coming out right now. I'm a Netflix just binger lately. Nothing else to do in the world with COVID rearing up everywhere again. They had a record today. I think it was like 73,000 new cases today, something like that, almost 900 deaths or something. So it's going a little wackadoodle again. Not yeah. happy with all that. Scary. And what part, where are you living right now? Where I'm here in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, I, you're Cleveland or Akron? I always forget. 
I'm like halfway between the two. It's always people never know. Okay, that's right. All right, all right, that's right. Yeah, because I know you and Royal are the closest to me here, not too far out. I went to Cleveland a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then DeWine, did you, did you watch DeWine sing the other day? His non conference. Really... He said nothing. Yeah, I thought he was going <laughs> to mandate. I was so exactly. prepared for a mandate and then nothing. It was very strange. I mean, Governor DeWine, you guys all know I'm a true blue Democrat here, and uh, most Republicans just piss me the hell off. But Governor DeWine here in Ohio was really good about closing down and kind of opened, I thought, smartly, because we haven't, I mean, we're going up in cases, but it hasn't been as rise of some, right? He's done a pretty good job overall, don't you think, Zoe? That's definitely how I felt, and I was surprised because, Personally, I did not vote for him, but I was impressed with the way he handled it. Right. And it's like, so he arranged this big press conference for 530 yesterday, but they didn't say what it was going to be out. So everyone's wondering, okay, is he going to mandate masks across the state? Is he going to start closing things down again? And he, so big build up to it, like 15 hours advance notice his big press conference. And he comes on TV and all the channels at 530 last night. And basically says, you really ought to wear your mask. <laughs> he didn't mandatory anything. He didn't really say anything was closing out. He just said, it's just a good idea for you to wait, raise your mask. So it's kind of like a, a no-brainer one. But it looks like we have our good buddy Jason on. Let's go ahead and bring Jason in the conversation. Jason Caceres, our favorite actor, personal trainer, does it all in beautiful downtown L.A. How are we doing, Jace? Hi, we're doing well. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. We're looking forward to a little Friday Fitness Minutes. I have my intern Zoe and I just kind of jawing tonight. It's just like a, a wild card Friday here on the Let's Straight Show. What's going on in beautiful downtown L.A.? It is incredibly hot, as it's been for the past few weeks. Um, I'm trying to cool off in my apartment, but it is it is just not working. This heat is killer. Yikes. How are the puppies holding up? You usually take little puppies out for a walk every day. Are they doing okay? Yeah, they're doing all right. We we went out to uh, Griffith Park today and just spent uh, a bit of time uh, under shaded trees because it's much cooler. It's such a strange phenomenon. It's much cooler outside than it is inside my apartment, even with the AC blasting. It's, I, don't, oh, I don't know how wild. or why. Maybe because <laughs> we have, like, our windows face the directly face the sun, so it's kind of like a greenhouse effect. Oh, gotcha. I don't know. Gotcha. I'm not sure. Yeah, but we just well, we have to get out. How are you holding up, we my friend? I mean, you you work at one of the gyms in L.A. and L.A. is just going through it again. I was supposed to be the very last day of my first week of live shows in Palm Springs, and obviously that didn't happen. Uh, how is this, is your business going? Or are you guys closing down again? We closed down on Tuesday again. They um, ordered all indoor locations closed down. So any indoor dining, uh, gyms, salons, uh, barbershops, everything that's inside has to close except for essential businesses, you know, grocery stores and such. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're back to unemployment, as I like to wow. call it. Crazy. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, it's so frustrating, too, because when you look at other places that have this under control, like New Zealand or Australia, like other, it's it's the simple act of wearing a damn mask can do so much, but nobody wants to wear one. All of a sudden, everybody has a breathing problem. I know, right? It's like uh, all these people that, don't want to that want to be able to tell you how to do your bodies if you're a woman and what you can do with your bodies and how you can uh, what you have to do in businesses if you're LGBT. All of a sudden, they don't want anyone telling them whether they have to wear a mask or not anywhere. It's cracking me up. It's, it's like get over yourself. So upsetting because they they demand to be served without a mask at places that have a mask like you need a mask policy. However, where were these people? when members of the LGBT community were just 
demanding decent respectful service and they were like well just go somewhere else well then why don't you go somewhere else without with your no mask policy go somewhere else exactly but anyway not to get all political and preachy (laughs) i hear you all right well Zoe and I are going to jump off. What are we going to talk about tonight, my friend? We'll, we'll, we'll turn the floor over to you for a Fitness Friday. What do we have to, to speak about? So today I want to talk about uh, something that a lot of people overlook, and it is stretching, as uh, simple as that sounds, because uh, I hear it all the time. It's a, it's a waste of time. It cuts into my workout. I don't like stretching because it hurts, which is, I mean, that's the point. Or I see the opposite, where they're stretching quickly to just get it over with, or they stretch inadequately, which can actually lead to injury, um, which is not good. We don't want that. And there are many benefits to stretching, not just physically, but also mentally. And I feel like that's something we need right now, since everyone's stuck in quarantine and we can't go anywhere. Um, So incorporating a well-rounded, effective stretching routine will actually help you achieve an overall sense of well-being and get you on the path to not just a healthier body, but a healthier mindset. So to start off, the most obvious benefit of stretching is an increase in flexibility. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to tell you that the more you stretch, the more you engage certain muscles, the more flexible you can become. So this is where we get that initial pain that people complain about. So the more you stretch, over time, the less pain you feel because your muscle has loosened up and you have increased flexibility. And that pain is essentially your muscle telling you, no, stop, I'm too tight and overworked and I'm not capable of that movement. But if you train that, that won't happen anymore. And the next benefit is posture. So stretching actually helps improve your posture. And we're seeing a lot of um, like hunched backs because people are typing at their computer, they're texting. um, And globally, we're seeing bad posture increase and stretching can help prevent that. Uh, It's something that I've greatly benefited from because I was actually diagnosed with mild scoliosis when I was a teenager. And funny Mm. enough, the first thing the doctor told me to do was stretch every day to help self-correct the curvature or it would get worse. Um, now, of course, this only works for mild cases. I'm not saying that this is um, in lieu of, like, medical attention. Obviously, go take medical attention if you have severe scoliosis. Um, but it's very ben- beneficial, and poor posture can actually be reversed and in some cases healed by stretching. And it's because stretching helps strengthen your muscles and encourages proper alignment leading you to slouch less and maintain a more vertical position. Uh, It can also prevent injuries from occurring or worsening. So the more you prepare your muscles for any exercising movement, the more likelihood of injury is decreased. When your muscles are warm and stretched, movement becomes easier and more fluid-like, which helps with injury prevention. And this is something we see a lot with the aging population, um, where you can throw out your entire back just by reaching up to grab a, a glass of water or a mug from your cupboard because as we get older we kind of we lose the motivation to stretch or exercise if you stretch right. every day my grandfather used to do it every morning he was fit as a fiddle um you can prevent that and we we see a lot of injuries that are preventable in the um elderly community uh if you just wake up and stretch every day um Now, this one is not exactly common knowledge. Uh, You may be thinking, oh, I knew all of that already. Obviously, stretching makes you more flexible and prevents injury. But stretching not only increases your blood supply to your muscles, but it actually increases your nutrient supply. Um, And that's because stretching allows blood flow through your body, which helps carry the nutrients to all the various organs and muscles in your body that need them to function. now, a little bit about the mental health aspect of stretching, because I, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely need uh, some sanity lately with any time I turn on the Internet. or Yeah, it's just like, what is going on? Anyway, so stretching actually provides your mind with a mental break. It allows you to recharge, refresh the blood flow through your body, resulting in a calmer and more peaceful mindset. Uh, it also helps release tension is how many people carry the stress of their daily lives in their muscles. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, your muscles tighten in order to act as a defensive strategy. And the more you stretch, the less tense muscles will be. Uh, so it's a very effective w- form of stress management. Now, actually, I was watching a documentary on the coronavirus on Netflix, um, and it delved into why people are, not to go off topic, but why people are 
much more argumentative lately in this state of pandemic um, where anything will set you off. Um, and we're seeing this a lot on like the internet, TikTok, all of my videos that come up on my uh, recommended pages are just people arguing with each other because right. our bodies in moments of stress initiate a fight or flight uh, reaction where cortisol, adrenaline, testosterone, everything increases in our body. However, the coronavirus is a threat that we can't run away from and we can't fight. So our bodies are building up this adrenaline and we have nowhere to release it. So if you take a moment, breathe and stretch, it's actually um, your body activating the parasympathetic system, uh, telling yourself that that threat is not uh, imminent and you can relax. So just a little meditative stretching can help you maybe not yell at the random Karen who's not wearing a mask at um, your grocery (laughs) store. You know, move on with your life. Let them do whatever they're not. You're not going to change their mind. Stretch, breathe, move on. Um, But I also realized it can be confusing. Like, how long should I stretch for? What should I stretch? Am I doing it right? So a few helpful tips. Uh, First and foremost, there's a lot of information out there stating that you should start your workouts with stretching, and it needs to be done before any sort of physical activity. However, that's not true, and that's why we're seeing a lot of injuries as well, because if you stretch um, cold muscles, especially if you're um, athletically stretching them, um, as opposed to just getting up and doing some trunk twists or um, overhead reaches with your arms, that's fine. But if you get up and you start calf stretching and you're not warmed up and you're taking your muscles past their most flexible point, you risk injury. So Mm. if you want to stretch before a vigorous workout, I would say start off with like cardio first, which is something I do. I always do my cardio first and then I stretch because I don't want to risk tearing a hamstring or a quad or anything like that because I I do lift pretty heavy. Um, So I would like my muscles to be kind of warmed up for that. So definitely recommend stretching after you've warmed up, even if it's just a little bit. Get your muscles going and be like, oh, okay, we're going to work. Let's get this. (laughs) Uh, You also want to focus on muscles that are tight. You don't want to just, because you're not doing anything if you're stretching a muscle that's already loose. Um, And this is mainly for, like, time management. You are just wasting time if the muscle's already stretched out and it doesn't need to be stretched out. So um, it's also important to pay attention to muscles that are tight so that the blood flow increases and tension is reduced. Uh, Another common mistake made during stretching, and I see this all the time, um, and I was actually taught this in elementary school, so I can see why um, this has carried over for so many years, is bouncing to stretch. Um, There's a lot of people that just, like, will try to stretch their arm, and I see them just, like, take it a little past the flexible point and then bounce it to try to get it to loosen up. That's Mm -hmm. actually causing more damage than just holding the stretch actually leading to the development of scar tissue um, and decreased flexibility and increased soreness. So your stretches should be held for about 30 to 60 seconds and repeated three or four times. So no bouncing is the most important thing. Um, And you should stretch at least two to three days per week for about 10 minutes a day. It doesn't need to be time consuming. If you just take 10 minutes out of your day to stretch and do two or three days a week, you'll actually see a lot of benefits. Um, If you stretch on an irregular schedule, your body will not be able to maintain a consistent range of motion. Uh, So you want to try to do it around the same, not same time per se, but same kind of schedule, like Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. If you're just willy-nilly a Tuesday, maybe Saturday, your body's not going to adjust. And stretching is something that you can do anywhere. You don't need to go to a gym. You don't need to – I'm stretching right now as we're on the phone. You can just sprinkle it throughout your day. You know, stretch out your arms while you're on the couch watching Netflix, and you'll feel – you won't feel that guilty for just Netflixing and chilling, which I feel guilty all the time for just doing that. But, you know, pandemic. <laughs> we're excusing ourselves. Um, you can stretch out your hamstrings while you're on that Zoom call for work. You know what? They can't see your lower body anyway. Chances are you're not even wearing pants, <laughs> which <laughs> guilty. Um, take a break from typing. Stretch out your neck muscles for a few seconds. It's a routine you can just take on the go anywhere and anytime. 
as long as you're not like dropping into a full split on a crowded subway. I mean, unless that's your thing, then like go for it. But you know, it doesn't need to be that. Uh, also, don't stretch while driving. Just want to get that out for liability reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just in case, you never know. Someone could be stretching while driving, crash, and be like, "I heard Jason tell me to do it, so that's why I'm doing it." <laughs> Not true. Really quickly, there are three types of stretching. There's corrective flexibility, active flexibility, and functional flexibility. Corrective flexibility is mainly designed to increase your range of motion, improve muscle imbalances, correct altered joint motion, and it's mainly it mainly uses self-myofascial release um, and static stretching. Self-myofascial release is uh, what we see people at the gym with the foam rollers where they're kind of like um, putting all their body weight on this cylindrical um, roller made out of foam. So what you do is you want to roll around on the muscle until you find the sorest point. It's going to hurt, but it feels great afterwards. And you hold it for 30 seconds, and it's basically telling your body, hey, there's a knot here, release it. Um, So that's what we call it, corrective flexibility. Uh, Then active flexibility, which would be the, um, where you take a muscle past its uh, point of flexibility, hold it for 30 seconds, and then do it again uh, two or three times just to get it going, be like, hey, we're about to move, get it together. Then we have functional flexibility, which is more of um, athletic kind of stretching. Uh, this is where we see people warming up with lunges or squats or push-ups, because uh, those are also stretches. However, they're mainly reserved for athletic bodies who are already used to that kind of movement. Uh, and if you're not one of those people, then you, I, I would recommend to static stretching before you even do a push-up even though push-up is categorized as a stretch as well. It's all, gotcha. it's all adjustable, basically, based on your body type. So it's important to understand proper technique, make sure that you're stretching correctly in order to prevent injury, um, because incorrect stretching can be counterproductive and harmful to your muscles. Um, and if you're already injured, don't stretch the injury. <laughs> Most people feel some sort of pain, and they're like, oh, I'm just... If I stretch it, it'll get better. No. The kind of pain that stretching feels like is kind of like a light burning. If you wince, it's not pain due to stretching. There's something else going on. Go see a a doctor. Um, And finally, just remember to keep up with your stretching routine. The more you stretch, the more benefits your body and mind will receive. Stretching is a great way to break from your busy day to recharge and strengthen your body and your mind. So get to it. You should be stretching right now. There's no excuse. <laughs> there you go. I like it. And if they get really want to get into it, they could go to yours and I, good friend, Craig Ramsey and Brandon, uh, uh, Brandon Liberati, and go to their stretch and wine class. So they drink wine while they do the stretching online. So that's a good way to do it. What? <laughs> I did not know. You're going to have to send me that link because that sounds like it's right up my alley. I will send it to you. Yeah, Craig Ramsey and Brandon Liberati do a stretch and wine class, stretching, and they they pair it to different wines from different uh, vineyards and everything, and they stretch and do a whole forty-five minute routine. It's very cool. So we will have to combine combine your drinks. (laughs) Yes, see, there's no excuse. You can stretch while drinking wine. And it, it's there part of a of a workout routine. It's an it's you are also exercising your body, so definitely I like it. stretching. Definitely. Well, Jason Caceres, always great to have you on every other Friday for a little Friday Fitness Minute. Let's go to acting. You were supposed to fire up again in July. Is that going to be pushed back again? Do you think, or how's that going? So we are still moving ahead because acting is. Um, it's not like a customer-based business, uh, so it's pretty in-house. There aren't people walking in and out of, uh, you know, set. It's, everyone who's supposed to be on set has been there. SAG has a bunch of guidelines uh, that they're being very strict about. They, they even developed this new um, position called the COVID coordinator. So you need to, every set needs to hire a COVID coordinator who's in charge of making sure there is hand sanitizers, people are staying six feet away from each other, um, the crew is wearing masks. 
uh, at all times. The cast is wearing masks when they're not in front of the camera. Lunches are personalized and boxed, and you're eating outside away from each other. You can't really be sitting at the same table. Um, so they have a lot of guidelines, um, including everyone's supposed to be tested two days before uh, set and every three days as long as it's an active shoot. Uh, so we're still moving ahead. Uh, I just booked another short film that I start shooting next week. Um, nice. So I'm excited about that. It's called Lola's Journey. It's about body positivity, and um, basically Lola, the lead, uh, is a bigger female, and she just has, she's constantly bombarded with uh, negative comments from the people in her life, including her best friend, her boyfriend, her family, um, and it's about her owning uh, her own, I guess, body and autonomy um, and cutting out negative forces in her life. So I'm excited nice. about that. We still have Waking Up Dead shooting August 3rd, supposedly. Fingers crossed. It's been pushed back three times. I don't think the director <laughs> wants to push it back any further. Um, they'll probably have a conniption, if we, as will I. Because this, is, <laughs> this has been going on for a very long time. We've, we've been attached to this project for probably about a year. The director, obviously, longer. Um, right. I just want to shoot it. I'm excited about it. There you go. Well, I'm excited that things are, are, are still going green. That's great, Jason. All right. Well, stay on the line for me, my friend. We are going to get ready here for our interview with Kim David Smith. Again, Kim is from Australia. His last show was Kim Does Kylie, when he sang a bunch of Kylie Minogue songs. And this is now live at Joe's Pub, where he sings a combination of different songs he's done in his cabaret act over the years. So we're going to start with one of the numbers from his uh, set at Joe's Pub. Have a little interview with Kim, and I will be back on the other side. You'll see the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Love Talk Radio. The moon was shining in the night. For being such a simple song And as you stole another bite I knew my heart would be at stake Am I just another victim? Cause I never can resist him Oh, oh no, don't go Your gentle touch is what I need so much Drag you la, la, la I'm a sucker for your love When you do, do, do what you do to me Supernatural love getting through to me Dracula, la, la, la I'm a sucker for your love When you do, do, do what you do to me And you now, now, now Now I've got you in my blood I don't know, dear Count It's a mystery Prince of darkness I'm yours Even though you have a cross to bear We'll take the mirrors off the walls Snuggle in our double tomb Cause your castle is a nightmare You've got fatty friends who live there Oh, oh, please, just squeeze I'll go insane Come tap my window pane Drag you in, la, la, la I'm a sucker for your love When you do, do, do what you do to me And you now, now, now I've got you in my blood. I don't know, dear Count. It's a mystery. Collect your lace, vitalize our dying race. 
Dracula's Tango, one of the brilliant songs just released today on my next guest debut concert album. If you're listening carefully, you may have heard a little from another Australian singer that we talked about on his last visit to the Left and Straight show. He's an award-winning Australian performer who's been living in New York City for a while now. And you may remember him from being on the show last year when we talked all about his one-man show he was bringing to our queer theater here back in Ohio, Evolution Theater Company, with his Smash Morphium Cabaret Tour. He's been birthing this new album, Baby, for a while, and it's all coming together today. He brings us live from Joe's Pub, the iconic New York space, a collection of sorts from his shows and influences. So please welcome back to the show the handsome and the talented Mr. Kim David Smith. Kim, how are we doing, buddy? Hi, I'm doing so good, Scott. It's so good to see you. Well, not see you, but to sort of be uh, ephemerally near you, which is kind of all we have nowadays, is to sort of be non-physically near people. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Happy Friday. Nothing like a release party in a pandemic, huh? How's it going? Did you pop the champagne yet? (laughs) Release party for two. It's just me and my fiance (laughs) jamming out to some cabaret. There you go. Oh, uh, I love it. not similar to any other Friday. Thank you, darling. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited for you, and I can't wait to get into it. We talked a little bit about it last year um, when we talked about the Morphium Cabaret Tour that you so generously brought to Evolution, who has not had a play just about since. You just about closed out their theater season, I think, last year, and they Mm. haven't had much to go on since then. It's a tough year for everybody out there but you've been putting the polishing on on this and it's got to be kind of exciting for this to all come together albeit i guess a little weird huh oh my goodness i mean the timing honestly couldn't have been better it's like the moment i've had my last show i think we we're at club coming on march 3rd and then everything just started to get cancelled and including the the release event we were going to have for this live album to be held at Joe's Pub and just everything just like cancel, cancel, cancel. But then to have this live souvenir, which is what I'm thinking of it as, souvenir of yesteryear and the times when you could touch a person and be near a person right. spitzing in their face, which is an inevitability, a delightful inevitability of live performance. Um, <laughs> it's just like it's the, 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 the timing cosmically is just incredible to have this thing come out now. So I feel super lucky yeah, to just be having this sort of like spinning in perpetuity while uh, while we're all sitting at home twiddling our thumbs. Well, I got to tell you, it's been a release for me, and thank you so much. I got a little sneak preview. You sent me this about a month, month and a half ago now, and I have been loving every night. I feel like I'm in my own little cabaret show as I get ready for all my show no. prep, listening to it like every night. It's such a great experience in itself because you have – the banter, you have the songs, you have the entire mood that you brought to this album. And I really want to thank you. I think people are really going to be transported and feel like they are actually living a little bit of their life again. So well done on you, my friend. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah, to me, it's just like having, having things like Dracula's Tango, which which you just played. Thank you so much for doing that. Which was a, an old '80s disco song that my mum used to teach aerobics to. Having that, like in its in our weird, stupid little arrangement with a like a, a strange anti-Trump monologue tacked on the front, just sort of having that just sort of existing 
without me and um, my beautiful dear friend Tracy Stark, music director, without us being able to gather with an audience, like it just it's like such a, it's just such a gift to have that existing. You know what I mean? I bet, sure, and it's so cool to be able to kind of. Be able to different songs, and like I said, they might have picked up a little bit of some of your inspirations on Devil's Tango because last time we did talk about your Kylie Minogue. Um, I don't know if we'll call it a session. We'll say it's a healthy uh, friendship with, <laughs> and uh, well, it's kind it's of an ongoing worship. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I like it. But yeah. you have, you've kind of taken. From there, I mean, all the way to the Supremes and all over the place. And I think, Tracy, you've really created a, a really fun piece here. Talk about the inspiration. I mean, this is from a lot of different clubs. This isn't just from one set, right? You've, this is things you've done over the years and different shows you've put together. Yeah, like some of the songs, um, I mean, I've been performing in New York for 13 years now. Moved here in 20, no, 2007. Oh my God, time flies. Time means nothing anymore, um, but time does fly still. Um, um, yeah, and so like some of the some of the songs are from shows I began developing then. Some of them are from shows I've developed like straight out of uni when I was still uh, crafting work at the Butterfly Club in Melbourne, which is where I cut my teeth. Mm. Um, and then some of the songs are new from uh, like last year or a couple of years ago. Um, things like All the Lovers, which uh, sort of closes out the main journey of the album before we get into encores and things um like that we added two years ago three years ago for my kim sings kylie show um which i performed in sydney and uh around new york and it's a show that we really love that tracy and i built together um and then there are other things like um like i should be so the kylie's i should be so lucky which i used to dance around my living room to when i was six um we now do that in german sort of in more of the German uh, Weimar Berlin era cabaret style. So I don't know, right. for me it's just this like lovely exploration of my emotional landscape over the last hmm, 10 years or so. I love it. And talk about performing at Joe's Pub. For those who don't know the iconic place there right in the public, talk about what it's like to do shows there. I mean, there's some of the best of the best have gone through there. You still do. Oh, totally. Um, including us. Um, I adore Joe's. It, for me, it's like it's one of uh, New York City's prime temples for music worship. It's like, you know, you go there for Joey Arias. You go there for Justin Vivian Bond. Um, I believe Peggy Lee even performs there, like, way back before she inevitably died. Um, it's just, I mean, it's fabulous. It's it's queer. It's strange. It's welcoming. It's family. It's a... It's, uh, it's just gorgeous. It's really gorgeous. I love that. Now, talk about creating a live album. How is that? I mean, so so many things can go wrong. Do you do it over a certain number of days and then just take the best hits, or was this a one-night wonder thing? How do you create this live atmosphere like this? It was completely a one-night wonder event a budgetary budgetary reasons, um, <laughs> but b also it's just like mistakes, errors, crazy things that happen, that's what creates, that's what enhances the intimate experience of cabaret. And the whole point of doing cabaret as a genre for me is the intimacy. It's telling these bare bones stories, allowing the audience to flesh the songs out with their own experiences in a very immediate and close environment. So when you make a mistake and you've got the wherewithal to incorporate it into something, create a joke, the evening elevates um, beyond what you're already doing. It's like, to me, mistakes are a, 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 a gold mine. So not sure. that I made any. <laughs> but, uh, no, not at all. Not at all. They're, they're fun. And then when you put the album together, is it uh, straight through? Or have you ended up editing it and kind of changing songs around that have worked better for you? Or is it just like you're at the show with you? Are you right there with you the entire time? We trimmed some things down. Well, thank you. No, we trimmed some things down. There was Because there's, um, uh, on an average night uh, doing a show, there's a, a ton more of my occasionally humorous ramblings uh, so we you know we, we cut out a ton of talking because i'll like you know i'll just like engage with like individuals talking whatever and run off on tangents while tracy fills the space with her lovely twinkling 
And it's just like, sometimes that's not, it's a wonderful time when you're sort of like there and being talked to by the crazy person on stage. But sometimes in a listening experience, you kind of, you know, need to dive too deep into things. So, you know, a little bit of trimming here and there and some of the vamping would take out just to like tidy uh, some of the songs up, but nothing, nothing crazy. It's, it's pretty much what you're hearing on this album is what you are getting when I'm at club coming, when I'm at Joe's pub. Very nice. And it is a great selection all the way, like think including the introduction and the overture, like 16 different tracks. Talk about, did you try to tell a story through all of it or where did, what made you kind of pick these individual tracks? We said we pulled from different features of these through the years, but what kind of attracts you to a song to feature it in this album? Well, things like Pirate Jenny, which opens the show technically after the introduction, which is sort of Tracy sort of like tinkling again at the piano and audience chatter and things. Pirate Jenny has been a go-to for me for opening shows for a long time, mostly because it's like, it's, it's really aggressive. It's like, you know, like let's wow them with like a song about genocide, um, which is what it is. Um, <laughs> but to me, it's, it's a great way to sort of get my, any nerves that I've got out like to sort of just like um to exercise the day that i've had whatever day it was and to just be able to dive into a bit of storytelling and some songs so this crazy aggressive kurt vile bertolt brecht song um then once it's released into the space then we get all cozy and gigglesome and get into our marlena dietrich and our kylie minogue and the supremes but yeah, I don't know. And then other songs, like all of the Kylie, just simply because like I'm a high priestess of Kylie Minogue, my chief mission over <laughs> here in the States is to convert people into being Kylie Minogue fans. So she's always littered throughout, even if it's just like a hint, a suggestion at the end of a song or, or a verse or a chorus over here, because that's right. kind of how she exists in my mind. She's just constantly sort of there, <laughs> la, la, lying um, in the background. So yeah, and then there's, like, cool, like, amazing old cabaret songs from the 20s, like Johnny Van Duggerbortstag Hast, which to me is, like, so sensual and silly, and um, Ich bin ein Vamp by uh, Misha Spoliansky, um, which just sort of, like, is this insane list of just absolute untruths that this person is claiming about themselves, <laughs> about how glamorous they are. And that, to me, is also what cabaret is. Honestly, that's what Instagram is. It's like, you know, everyone's just sort of like a performative whatever, performative health, performative beauty, performative right? look at my butt, which yeah. I guess that's probably my Instagram. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's that, it's that sort of like all those like non-truths and selective truths of social media. It's kind of like that song. So I don't know. It's just funny what all the old, all the, how all the old tunes speak to modern life because humans don't change that much honestly is my opinion not that i've been around forever right. but i mean 37 years old children uh, uh humans do not change that much nope well said exactly well i i like all of, i love uh i should be so lucky that's just always one of my favorite songs i like whenever that's performed talk about the all the lovers was actually supposed to be for your wedding you kind of hinted to your fiance there you were supposed to get married during all this fun and excitement too. Talk about the plans for that and how that has all changed in your life as well. Yeah. Were you guys that was hoping to bonkers. finish that up? Well, now that all depends on, so Australia, so, okay, so obviously I'm Australian, all, my family's all Australian. They were all due to come over um, along with Matt's family from Massachusetts. We're all going to head to Key West, which is where Matt and I met, and we're going to have a fabulous wedding there. And that was going to be April 17th, I want to say. And it didn't happen. <laughs> like two weeks before that, <laughs> we just had to really like face facts and be like, guys, we've just got to undo all these glittering, fabulous plans that we made. And now we have Australia having its borders most understandably closed to the U.S. for about 12 months. We just... I mean, we might have to just come up with something else entirely, which, again, that's life. Um, but oh, it's just like, it is so cool to have my family there because we get along like crazy. We're just like a whole bunch of kids. So oh, we'll have awesome. the best time, my little family. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And, of course, people are like, oh, why don't you do a Zoom one or whatever? But, like, no. I can't even get my head around, um, like, virtual 
performances because to me like I'm an important ingredient in my performances but then so is the lighting <laughs> so is Tracy so is the audience so is you know what I mean there are so many elements that I enjoy that I think enhance the stories that I'm singing about that I just feel like if I'm just sitting there in front of my phone having a good thing, it's like, eh, it's not quite the same. Right. Well, that was one of my questions, too, because it is such a different animal now. Plus, especially in cabaret, intimate, you kind of feed off that energy of the audience. So when you're, when you're getting nothing back from a screen, I mm. guess that, that's kind of got to pull, uh, pull the excitement for yourself down quite a bit, too, right? That'd just be very hard to me. I don't know how entertainers are doing this. I have friends that are performing every Friday night just because they have to, A, because they're not out there doing gigs anymore, but B, I don't know how you can keep that energy up without that kind of feedback that you're so used to getting. Totally. Well, for me, it's like, I don't know, work, it's it's work. It's not always fun to go to work, but like when I'm on stage, it's about sharing time with people and I mean, it's cute when you're, like, doing, like, an Instagram Live or something and people are, like, commenting and stuff. But then to, like, stop and reply and send an emoji or whatever and keep going, it's just, like, <laughs> I don't know. But, you, you know, with, with uh, the way that uh, COVID has descended upon all of us, you just sort of have to accept that things are different. You can't – I mean, expectations out the window, right, in every way, shape, and form. So like, right. I don't know, that's just, that's just part of it too. So let's just see how quickly I change my tune on virtual. <laughs> well, see. I mean, the one thing it does, and I've talked about it with others too, it does bring a more authentic performance when you're seeing people from their home, you see where the talent really is. You see a little slice mm. of life for everybody. And I think that's, I mean, mm. I just, I've told someone on another podcast, it's like, I just want to go listen to Patty LaPone in her basement and play pinball with her. That's all I want to do. But it's like you kind of get that authenticity from it, right? <laughs> so I yeah. think I like that part I mean, of the zooming. Yeah. I think yeah. that's uh, that's that's a fa- that's that's a, a rotting good time, is what that is. No, that's that's awesome. <laughs> but like, I mean, I am so uh, so not rich in turbans, and I feel like that's a huge part of what makes Patty LaPone's face. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. I love that. Well, and talk about – I want to get back to the wedding, though. Were you guys had a honeymoon planned? Were you out, did you have to scrap the honeymoon, or did you do the honeymoon anyway? <laughs> well, I mean, now how are we supposed to get to the south of France? Like, you know, it's like I'm going to have to become a really good swimmer, and I'm a really poor swimmer in order to get anywhere these days. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't I mean, sure where you were going, so, yeah, that's funny. Well, yeah, I don't know. Everything's everything's up in the air, but uh, but we are alive and smiling. We've still got all our teeth, and for that, I'm thankful. There you go. And talk about promoting an album now virtually. We have this out there in the public now, and I think we may have to do a Zoom or two just to get out there. But what do you have the time really to talk to fans? Are you you're able to be able to get the feedback? I think a lot more now since you have the time to go through it, normally you're performing and doing everything at once. What, what are you kind of excited about releasing this at a time where things are a little more quiet? Is there any plus sides that you see? It's, um, it's definitely a lot more of an intimate um, experience, which is really fun. Like I'm, I'm selling signed copies from my website. And so as the orders come in, I'm writing people like a cute little note, like with an Egon Sheila painting or something. And, popping that in the mail and signing the CD and like, you know, there's a gentle, slow loveliness to that where I'm sort of really appreciating this object that I created. Cause like part of what to me is so exciting about the album is having um, Clifford Faust's incredible artwork on it. Um, Clifford uh, spent some time drawing me sort of in very performative poses um, with a lot of my usual costuming and the the illustrations he's a fashion illustrator in uh, New York and the images just are so exquisite they're so fabulous so um, the physical version of the CD has like four different panels of his amazing illustrations and the digital has just like sort of like the front which um which is totally gorgeous as I say something so that to me like honoring the object and really just like spending, taking a minute to like thank the person for purchasing it. I don't know. I'm in like a gratitude spiral about it, I suppose. 
I was going to talk about the the graphics because it is beautiful. It's almost like is it, who has where is it New York? Is that Joe Allen's that has all the great characters and everything. It just has that great artistic vibe to it, and it's such an iconic look of you. It's just how I picture you with a little top hat and kind of leaning back. I thought it was a great <laughs> graphic for that. Just kind of amazing. Well, and for me, it's also, it's it's been a fun opportunity to pay homage to my favorite Liza Minnelli era. The Liza with a Z TV special is one of my most favorite things in the whole world. I just adore it, especially the cabaret medley at the end. But uh, that, that sort of like violently illustrated cover for like for the, the poster for it and the, uh, what is the CD uh, artwork, I just like, I adore it. And so when, once I saw Clifford's illustrations, I was like, honey, we've got to use these. These are <laughs> fabulous. So you know, I slap on a little red text. And it, it, it's evocative of that, um, that Liza moment. And for that, I am thoroughly delighted. Very much so. It is absolutely beautiful, for sure. Well, I'm excited for you, my friend. I mean, this has been, we've been talking Thank about you. it for a while now to come out, and I've been enjoying listening to it. Like I said, probably listen to it three times a week while I'm just making my notes for my interviews and everything. Oh, I really enjoy everything about it. Uh, talk about the best ways to get it. Um, we want people to purchase stuff anymore. Streaming is not good. So you have it available on your um, website because you've been able to pre-order it, and now you can actually buy it direct, correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, you can um, – so, like, uh, streaming, obviously, like, everywhere. Um, so you can listen on, like, Spotify, Apple Music, and I don't know of any others, but you can <laughs> because we signed up for everything. <laughs> um, so iTunes, obviously, Amazon Music. I believe Amazon is going to be selling physical copies as well. I believe so. Um, but, yeah, my website, when in doubt, my website has pretty much all the information anyway. So, yeah, just get a copy, stream it, have a listen, lower the lights have a glass of champagne, pretend you're somewhere else, because it's the best that we can do these days. I like it, and I am doing it, so I agree 100%. <laughs> it has been absolutely fantastic having you, Mr. Kim David Smith. I love having you on the show, my friend. Oh, I adore it, too. We had the best time in Ohio. We really want to go back when you know the world sort of like regains its footing. Well, I am supposed to bring the show for a week of live shows in September, maybe, since Palm Springs didn't happen. So you'll have to kind mm. of teeter on over. I think I'll be, I don't know if it's Upper West or Upper East Side, but one of my friends is leaving their apartment for uh, 10 days. I get their apartment for eight of those 10 days. So if things are, are, are more mellow, we'll have our little masks on and invite you over to the apartment and do another little live version of this, maybe even sing a song. Oh, you know? please. That would be heavenly. Oh, Fantastic. to see another human, that would be delightful. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? I love it. All right, we're going to play out to Kim David Smith with all the lovers. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network. In this next song, I'm going to implore you to dance. I'm going to beseech you to dance. But don't dance. Just sit and indulge me with more of your patient listening. I wanna do so once you dance. Standing here with you, I want you moved. I'll get inside your groove, cause I'm on fire, 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 fire. It hurts. When you get too close, oh baby, it hurts. When love is really good, you just want more. Even if it throws, you do the fire, 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 fire. Find it harder, baby, breathe 
Kisos on. We're going to have Caleb R- Rudy on. We're going to have Rhett Madison on. We're going to have T3 from Broadway on. So all sorts of great stuff there. Also, uh, a cartoonist, Scott Clark, will be on. And from Queer Kids Stuff, we're going to have that host, Lindsay, on. So lots of great interviews next week. Our good friend, like I said earlier, Stan Zimmerman will be on next week. It's going to be a week long of 10 amazing interviews next week, plus all of our special correspondents next week as well with their uh, opening bits every day. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for following Left to Straight show. Go ahead and hit subscribe on all your favorite podcast distributors so you never miss an episode. Listen to the ones you like, and if you do like them, please give it a five-star rating wherever you're listening to them because that'll kind of help get the search rankings up so more people can find us. We always appreciate that. You guys have a good weekend, everyone. We appreciate you a lot. Again, I will talk to you soon. This is Scott Fullerton for Left and Straight Show. Bye-bye.